On this week's episode, we tell you the horrifying history of the Radium Girls and the long, slow torture that is radiation poisoning. Then we review the very well done 2018 movie, Radium Girls. So stop sticking that radioactive paintbrush in your mouth and meet us in the pod shed. We're enjoying a nice gin fizz and talking about murder. Welcome back to another episode of THC True Hollywood Crime. I'm your host, Mariah. This is your host, Bailey. Me. That came out weird. Hi, everybody. Hi, friends. <laughs> we were just talking about how tired we are. How are you guys Bailey. doing? Delirious. <laughs> I don't know if B's tired. I'm tired. I'm always tired. Team always tired. Always. We are engulfed in smoke here in Northern California, and I just feel like it sucks the life out of you. It just makes everything so tiring. It's all very heavy yeah that's Mm -hmm. it feels like you're being suffocated Mm -hmm. and it's hot as well still and the smoke and it's all such a bummer we have like communal ptsd because we've had some really gnarly fires the past few years that have like ravished communities up here so everyone's mood you can feel it like if it gets really smoky everyone's mood just shifts and you're like oh man this is a bummer but you know, luckily the fires are not really near us, but we are getting the smoke. Everybody's getting the smoke. States away are getting the smoke. It's insane. It's California in the summertime, baby. I know. It's our new thing that we get to deal with. Mm-hmm. It's crazy because we never really dealt with this growing up, but we deal what, with it now every years? year. Mm-hmm. Anyways. So, yeah, that's what we've been up to. Um, my work's been crazy. We got a new assistant. I got a new assistant. So I've just been... Focusing on that, getting our training program together, getting her started. It just takes like extra mental energy. And other than that, that's it. Just sweating at work because it's hot and smoky and training people at work and reading about this kind of (laughs) bummer case this week. What about you, B? Good times all around. Oh, yeah. I know. Yeah. I had to work with my favorite person this week. (laughs) Debbie Downer. That was a good time. But um, it's funny because the whole time she's been fighting to come back and now it's getting closer and closer to her actually having to come back. And she's like scheduling all this time mm-hmm. off <laughs> like a like a knee surgery <laughs> that's going to keep her out of the office on disability for like two weeks. And then, oh, and her daughter's going to have a another baby so she's going to be out of town for a couple weeks for that oh must be nice i wish i could take that much time off i know so it's really funny at least you want to work with her Mm -hmm. i kind of joked with her i'm like i'm surprised i didn't see you back after my time away i just figured a week back in the office you'd just want to stay she's like yeah i thought about it and they all mentioned it but after being home all this time i kind of like it it's like yeah no shit yeah, because being home's the best. Mm-hmm. So I got 
movie recommendations, not from me. They were recommended to me. I don't know if you've seen them yet. Okay. Have you watched the Fear Street trilogy on Netflix? No, because I was waiting for the third one to be out. I wanted to have access to all of them. Okay. So you haven't watched them yet either? None of them. All right. Well, stay tuned because at some point we'll watch all three of them and we'll report back to you. It's going to be amazing. Can't wait. I hear they're really good. I did. I know. Mm -hmm. Looking forward to that. I did, however, watch The Conjuring 2. Oh, so we could definitely I did not realize that the conjurings were based on so many <coughs> bless you real cases yeah. like the first one. I obviously had no idea about until we did an episode the parent family haunting. Right. And then you let me cook. I had no idea that I because I texted you at the end of because I rewatched conjuring one when Ben was in town from last oh, yeah, week about the Amityville. Mm-hmm. You never got that in the first one. Wait, what? Remember I texted you that at the end of the first one, they talk about they end it yeah. with Lorraine saying, oh, I have somebody and I in said, Long I'm Island. Amazed. Yeah, but you acted like you had never heard of that before. Oh, I don't know that I remembered. Yeah, probably not. Or you didn't even know what the Amityville thing was when at you the saw time. Conjuring 1. Exactly. So Conjuring 1 ends with a Easter egg about Amityville Horror House. And I had just assumed it was like an Easter egg because... B had educated me about the fact that Ed they Lorraine were there. Mm-hmm. had investigated the Amityville haunt, yeah. which we have done on a previous episode. Right. Well, they'll just be our new podcast. Just anything about them. For real. And so then I watched The Conjuring 2 and the whole first quarter of the movie is them at the Amityville house. Oh, OK. And me, at least the first eighth of the movie. Yeah. The big first chunk of the movie is them at the Amityville house and the DeFeo family murders that okay. we've covered. Yeah. And I just thought that was so cool because I actually knew what was going on and what they were investigating. Now, your client who had recommended this to you Uh had said The Conjuring 2 was the scariest, right? No, she recommended The Conjuring. And I brought that up to a coworker who said that she felt The Conjuring 2 was the scariest. Okay, so I I just don't think either one is that scary. Right. right. Mm-hmm. But I recognize the case that the second conjuring's about that family in England. Yeah. Once they show, they start taking pictures of the girls levitating in their rooms. I knew exactly what case it was because that shows up on my social media and my TikTok for you page and whatever all the time. The okay. picture of the girl in the red nightgown what they want you to believe is levitating, but then skeptics said it looks like she's just jumping off mm-hmm, of her bed. Mm-hmm. So I've actually, I didn't know everything about the case, but I had at least heard of that one too. And I was like, whoa. Very cool. They are really on it with The Conjuring too. Is one scarier than the other? <sighs> no, I will give it to The Conjuring too because it's a little kid and kids are always scarier. Oh, right. Yeah. Mm-hmm. The nun doesn't scare me at all. The yes, a- Amadac or whatever, or Anthrax, whatever her name is. I she just whatever she doesn't mm-hmm. do it for me. But you know, possessed little kids with knives always, always. scary. You yeah. know that's fun. So there you go, Conjuring two. I would give it another three out of five knives. I think that's what I gave the Conjuring one. I think that's realistic. Mm-hmm. So, but I am excited to see the Conjuring three now. I'll totally see the trilogy. Yeah. And I'm sure at some point you guys will get more Conjuring episodes out of us because at some point we're going to run out of content. I can't wait. We're going to have to do something. Yay. All right. Anything else this week? Anything you watched? No. Well, okay. So we did. We watched. Will you hear me the wine. Good on paper. 
I think I've seen an advertisement, but I don't know what it's about. Okay, so the comedian, I'm going to butcher her name. I believe it's Eliza Schlesinger. Yep, I know who that is. Okay, and the guy that's in it's very famous, Ryan... Some no something he's been on a lot of shit with like Kristen Bell. All right. Anyways, uh, so the whole thing gave me big Ted Bundy vibes. Oh shit! Is it like a scary thing or is it like a dramedy, like a dark comedy? Exactly. I would mm. definitely call it a dramedy. It is a dark mm. comedy because mm. um the whole idea is that the guy is perfect on paper. Oh, right. Right. But he's a fucking psycho. Yeah. It's good. Okay. Yeah. It's a movie. That's a movie. Worth watching, huh? Yes. How many knives? Because we were so thrown off and everything, I'm going to give it like a four. All right. Fantastic. I mm-hmm. can't wait. Mm-hmm. I'll it, definitely watch it. Maybe we'll watch it tonight. It made me very uncomfortable. Wow. That's hard to do. <laughs> that's impressive. Yeah. Super impressive. Um, all right, guys. Other than that, our drinking game, same as always, THC mm. drinking game. Oh, God. Speaking of drinking game, bing, 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 oh. bing. We've already got I made a- us new ones. Oh, my God, Bailey. And I brought you options. Type A, Bailey. Were you bored at work this week, B? Well, who did I have to work with? I know. I had to keep myself entertained. Oh, okay. Here we go. B has sent us, <laughs> sent me many drinking game templates. I don't like this one. It's too Halloween-y. Okay. Ooh, okay, so this one's a Grim Reaper spilling skulls out of his sleeves. I think I like this one the best. I thought so. Because it's kind of like a grave with mm-hmm. a shovel and some, like, roses and, a, and an owl. Ooh, she even picked a hot pink background I for did. me because she knows I love it. I did. So our THC drinking game, if you're new around here, take a drink, take a shot, take a guzzle. Even if you're drinking fucking water, take a chug. Or if you're smoking a J, yeah. take a hit. Anytime we mention a badass big sister, anytime one of us spills something, if we have a post podcast reference, which I just named a couple with mm-hmm. Amityville Horror and Conjuring One. Absolutely. Bundy. Yep. And, oh, and Ted Bundy. Drink up, fuckers. Anytime we cheers. Always cheers. Anytime we're not in the pod shed, which again, we're not in the pod Sorry. shed. Drink up. You guys are going to be drunk before we even start the show. And thank God, I don't think I have a monk reference. <laughs> and anytime we reference monk. <laughs> I will have a little bit of a reference. Go to THC um, podcast on Instagram. Such a good Instagram. Because I posted a side by side. If you were here last week, if not, go listen to the last five minutes of last week's episode. Amazing. When we discover that Captain Stottlemyre from Your Monk. husband's reaction. I don't even remember it. Was, is Buffalo Bill from Silence of the Lambs. We were blown away. I'm still... I still feel we'll never very be the shaken same. by it. We'll never be the same. I will never. How can I ever watch Monk the same again? And now I really need you to watch Big Sky, even if you don't like the show, just to see him in it. Just and we still have to go back and rewatch Jurassic World to figure out where he at, where he is in that. Oh, I can't wait. Any excuse? <laughs> oh, how exciting! Okay, let's Ted get Levine into this. is his name. Ted Levine. Shout out Ted this. Levine. This is episode 48, and we are doing, I don't know if this counts as a true crime case, but it definitely counts as a crimes against humanity case. Absolutely. If I had my shit more together, I would have planned this as a Labor Day podcast Mm -hmm. because it's very tied in with Labor Day. Yep. I didn't realize that until the end of my research, and then I went, well, shit. (laughs) So... 
Um, this is the story of the Radium Girls, or AKA the Ghost Girls. And what movie did you watch, B? Radium Girls. Wow, what a creative name they came up with. 20, what was it, 18? Yeah, it's really, mm -hmm. it was a really a new one. I knew that. I had first heard of this. They did an episode on My Favorite Murder and is the first that I'd ever heard of the Radium Girls. And I thought it was fascinating. And then I kind of just put it in the back of my brain. But then one day I was doing what I always do, which is Googling movies based on true stories. And that one had popped up and it was a pretty recent one. And I went, well, shit. I guess we can do that. So here we are, Radium Girls. Let's do it. I listened to an episode of a podcast called Medical Mysteries. They actually oh. have, I think, three parts on the Radium Girls. I just listened to, I think, maybe the first two. I don't even know if I finished it, to be honest. Not because it's not a great podcast, but because I just ran out of time. But it's a wonderful podcast, Medical Mysteries. They do deep dives into like the medical aspect of all of these like crazy, weird so historical events. and yet terrifying exactly i can't it like makes my stomach hurt just to think like how far we've come in history and yet not far enough and just what people went through terrifying amen sister there is a book that i tried to listen to listen to mm -hmm. on as an audiobook am i kind of reading I absolutely I've never listened to an audiobook because I just had a sinking suspicion I wouldn't like it. But I had discovered I decided to read a book for the podcast last night. So I'm like, well, I looked it up. It said average reading time for that book. Um, the book is called Radium Girls by Kate Moore. And it said reading time was like nine hours. And this was eight o'clock last night. I'm like, nine hours. I could probably get that done. That's three hours tonight, three hours in the morning, three hours before the podcast. Easy. And then I was like, no, that probably won't actually happen. So I was like, maybe if I listen to it, I can like listen to it as I do everything in my day and like get through it. Fucking listening time goes up to 15 hours. What? Oh, I'd rather die. And so I was like, all right, Mariah, just give it the old college try. I bought the book on Audible. I listened to the, I don't even know if I made it halfway through the first chapter before I was ready to open a vein. It's not anything against audiobooks or the lady who was reading the book. I just hate it. I don't like it. I, uh, I hate everything about it. I agree. So my aunt, who I spent the most time with growing up, Whenever we were in the car doing long drives, she would listen to like audiobooks. <sighs> God. And so eventually I convinced her to get like murder mystery ones. I'm like, bitch, if you're going to make me listen to this shit, we're going to, yeah, anything. That's it, going to be interesting for me. Yeah, I will say the lady who was reading it, I don't know if that's an audiobook thing, but her the way her voice sounded was really weird. The like cadence of her voice, the almost like the rhythm of her talking was so I'm sure it's an audiobook thing. off putting. Yeah. So nothing gets audiobooks. If that's what y'all love, keep doing it. I'd rather you listen to a book than not interact with books at all. But I am a hardcore <coughs> reader. Yeah. So we scrapped Radium Girls by Kate Moore. No offense to Kate Moore. I'm sure it's a great book. Maybe I'll read it one day. But I did pick up another book through Kindle. This one was shorter and I actually probably could have gotten it read by tonight, but I just got too lazy after work and I didn't want to. But this one is called... <laughs> I love the way 
you just call yourself out live yeah you're just like yeah fuckers i tried to do all this but like i just don't want to i'm tired this one is called luminous the story of a radium girl by samantha wilcox it is shorter it's only like 300 and some odd pages and in all fairness i started it last night at nine and i'm halfway through it so i feel like i could have powered through and gotten it read I'm actually surprised because it is a his air quote historical fiction, but the main character, the protagonist, Catherine, is based on a real person. And I learned that tonight as I was finishing up my notes. Okay. So it actually made me more excited to go finish it because it's an OK book, but I wasn't like edge of my seat sucked into it, right. you know. But now I think I'll be even more into it because I know that she was a real person and a very important person in our case this week. Okay. So there you go. You can go read those books. Uh, Radium Girls by Kate Moore and Luminous, the story of a radium girl by Samantha Wilcox. I did read a great BuzzFeed article that was written by, I'm going to assume, the same Kate Moore. Mm, uh Because it says, by BuzzFeed contributor... Kate Moore. So I'm going to stand on a limb and say it's the same Kate Moore. I would do the same. So even though I didn't read her book, I did buy her book. So there you go, Kate. And I read your article on BuzzFeed. Thank you so much. What more do you very want Very informative. Mm-hmm. So the first form of radium is discovered December 1898 by Marie and Pierre Curie. Marie Curie, by the way, I said Curie. Curie is the first person, not the first woman, but the first person to win two Nobel Peace Prizes. Damn. So let's just start off off the top. You go, girl. Best. Marie Curie killing the game. Amaze. So this amazingly smart, brilliant, genius power cuppy couple that's Marie and Pierre discover the first like rough form of radium. Right. There's lots of science behind it. That's I too much for didn't us. didn't write any of it down. We give zero fucks I don't about care. that. Nope. Not what we're here for. In 1910, they figured out a way to isolate. Isolate? Is that a word? Yeah. Okay. They figured out a way to isolate isolate radium. Yes. So now it's its own very highly radioactive substance. Yes. Great. In 1914, what happens in 1914, B? I'll give you a cookie if you can tell me. What event starts in 1914? No idea. World War One. That's correct. Okay. So 1914, <laughs> World War One starts, and there's a problem. Soldiers can't see their clocks in the trenches. Mm. It's too fucking dark. They can't see the clocks. They can't like light a fire or anything to see the clocks because that would give away their position. Correct. Yeah. So they're fucked. 1917 rolls around and the U.S. finally decides to enter the war. We're always so fucking late to world wars. Well, 1917, we enter the world war and we come in hot with a solution to the clock problem. And that solution is radium. We got you. So radium has they figured out a way to mix radium with paint and they figured out that that makes the paint glow in the dark. Luminous. So they decide to start hand painting the soldiers' clock dials or watch dials, watch faces with radium paint. And that will make their watches glow in the dark in the trenches so they can see what time it is, but not give away their positions. 
So radium clock factories start popping up all over, all over across the U.S. Of course, all the men are at war. So the women are getting to work. They're working in these factories, which they called studios back then. Women were also great for this because they had the smaller, daintier hands, eye for detail. They were just really good for this type of really small, delicate work. Yeah. The women are stoked because these like kind of bougie studios offer way better money. They're making three times the average factory wage to be there. April 1917, a woman named Grace Fryer starts at the United States Radium Corporation, a.k.a. USRC in New Jersey. They implement a technique like all of these factories have these women do, which is called the lip dip paint technique. So what they want you to do is like take the little tiny paintbrush, put it into your mouth, through your lips, so you have like a really structured point on there now. Dip it. Dip it in your radium paint. And paint. And then paint these little teeny tiny numbers on these watch faces. Yep. And they don't have to worry about the radium that's getting in their mouths because not only is radium safe for you, it's actually good for you. Of course. It's healthy for you to the point where they're putting radium in water. Right. As like a health elixir. Put radium on your face and give you that youthful glow. You can ingest radium. That glow from within. Literally. Mm-hmm. Radium is good for you. It makes you more attractive. It helps with impotent. Imp- impotence. Impotence. <laughs> it's all around a real uh, breakthrough and, in health. And they were, I think, working on this for cancer. Yes. I didn't write that down, but they did see the benefits because, uh, you know. I mean, we obviously have radiation. I was going to say, uh, yeah. late breaking news, guys. Radiation is a real thing. Kills cancer cells or yeah. shrinks cancer cells. So here so we are. That's the same kind of thing that was happening with mm-hmm. the radium. They were discovering that it helps shrink cancer. So, of course, it has to be good for you. Correct. Mm-hmm. This is where it scares me of like, what are we ingesting on a daily basis now that, could that be we think is great for us i know and it's poison i know because that's like cigarettes right of cigarettes were always healthy for you until they weren't i know but scientists including marie and pierre already knew the dangers of radium marie had burns on her hands from handling it uh, this is as early as 1901. Pierre said that he would, quote, not be in a room with a kilo of radium because it would burn all the skin off of his body, destroy his eyesight, and possibly kill him. Oh, wow. So they knew from a fairly early on, way before these women are working with radium, that radium was poisonous AF. Yeah. To handle. Right. Correct. That's why the men in the factories and the higher ups, when it touched the radium, they wore lead aprons, wore gloves and had iron tongs to whatever, work with the radium, mix Uh the paint, get the paint down to the girls. They wore protection, but they told the girls it's totally safe. It's good for you. It's what makes you girls so pretty, makes your cheeks rosy. Wonderful. And of course, the girls... Uh, great. Of course. 
there's girls as young as 11 working in these factories. Many of these girls are there to help their families because they are financially strapped. Uh, They're pretty happy about it. They are getting paid great. They're getting to be around healthy radium. So they're feeling great. Yeah. And they love the other benefits of radium since it does glow in the dark. They paint their nails with it. They paint their lips with it. They paint highlights in their hair with Mm -hmm. it. And when they're working in the factories all day, the dust, the radium dust will actually settle on their clothes and on their skin. So what they'll do is if they have plans to go out that night, they'll wear their going out clothes to work, work in in the studio all day, and then when they go out at night, They'd they would be, be glowing. faintly glowing, this green glow. Mm-hmm. And because of that, they got nicknamed the Ghost Girls. Now, Bailey, pretend you don't know that radium's bad for you. How quick I'm would you sign up? Covered in it. First in line. Covered in Soak it. Soak my body in it yeah. and call me a ghost girl. I'm, I'm going out on the town. I'm there. Could you imagine how no. we would be killed off so quickly? Um, of course. Of course. A reoccurring theme here on the podcast. <laughs> yeah. We would be right there with these girls and they're making money. Of course we would be. We would be in it. 1922, Grace's friend, Molly Magia, quits the factory because she's sick. Starts off as a toothache and just in general not feeling well. She goes to the dentist where he easily pulls out two teeth. After he pulls out her two teeth, ulcers form that are red and yellow and seeping pus constantly she then has such bad pain in her limbs that she can no longer walk and doctors prescribe her aspirin thanks doc right what a diagnosis i'm surprised they didn't give her more radium for real by may of that year Molly has no teeth left. She has abscess infections of her mouth, her jaw, her ears. When she goes back to the dentist complaining of her jaw hurting, he examines her jaw. He prods it, you know, kind of like gently pokes at it. When a piece of her jaw breaks off in his fingertips, he continues to break off another big piece of her jaw without trying. It just snaps and crumbles in his fingers. The next day, he has to remove her lower jaw completely. Meanwhile, Grace and their other friends and coworkers are starting to exhibit the same symptoms. Pain in their limbs, general fatigue, pain in their teeth and in their mouths. September 12th, 1922, Molly, who's obviously in the hospital at this point, the infection has spread to her throat where it eats through her jugular vein, making her choke on her own blood and hemorrhage so fast that the nurses can't stop it in time. And she dies at 24 years old. They marked her death down as syphilis. This starts to happen to more and more of our radium girls. They start meeting the same fate as poor Molly. Two years after this, the bad rumors swirling about the USRC are kind of bad for business. So they hire an expert to look into the link between radium paint and the problems that the girls are having. Yeah. 
The company had previously hired an air quote doctor who was I can't oh my not gosh. a doctor right. to examine the girls where he gave them a perfect clean bill of health, including girls who were on their deathbeds. He were, he would tell them, ah, oh, you're healthier than I am, actually, right. as they're fucking dying, right. you piece Fuck of shit. You. Our new expert, however, performs a new study. This is an independent study from the company, and they 100% confirm the link between radium paint and the girl's medical issues. The company is fucking furious, so they pay for a new study that contradicts that one, and they publish that study in the newspapers, hang it up around the factory. Mm -hmm. See, we did the study, guys. No link. Of course. Not only that, but they start to lie to the Department of Labor, who's now investigating them. And they decide to just slander the girls for extra measure, saying that these girls just want money and they want to cover up the fact that they're all loose girls and they're all dying from syphilis, which just proves what like hussies they How are, what sluts they are, they are. Mm -hmm. desperate for money, right? Now, the women know that this isn't the case. They know that they're being sick from working with the radium paint. But nobody's going to fucking listen to them. It's now the 1920s. No one's listening to women. Women nope. are hysterical and dramatic and stupid and whatever. Until 1925. Up until then, they've had no way to prove this. 1925, the first male employee of the company dies Ooh. and all of a sudden wow we're investigating what could have caused his death uh -huh. could it possibly be the radium poisoning right very important we get to the bottom of this so dr harrison martland comes on board he's already discovered through looking at the scientific journals that radium is harmful to handle on the outside meaning just with your hands yeah so he figures and does his tests and realizes that if you ingest it internally, it's a thousand times worse yeah. than the outside. He discovers through his tests that radium actually lives in bones, much like calcium, which is one of the reasons it's so deceptive. The body has a hard time telling the difference between radium and calcium because okay. they both live in your bones. The difference is radium emits radioactivity, right? Or like radioactive poison through your body and it honeycombs your bones. It eats millions of holes into your bones until, until your bones just disintegrate. Like Grace, who is now in a steel back brace because her spine has been crushed. The other girls whose jaws have been eaten away, whose legs have gotten shortened or just randomly break. All of these women, um, the women who died, their bones have been examined. The bones themselves glow in the dark because yep. they're so filled with radium poisoning. The doctor even has a piece of a jaw that one of the dentists had given him because they're like, hey something's fucking wrong with my patient. Do you want to take a look at this? Mm -hmm. So he did his test on the jaw and just had it like in a drawer. I'm assuming in like a dish or something. Yeah. But he put it in a drawer in his desk. 
He then took some x-rays of another patient of one another radium girl. He put the x-ray findings in that drawer as well. A couple days later, he goes out to get the x-rays out of the drawer and they've been ruined. You think? The images have been ruined and he can't figure out. He's like, what would have happened? What's like, how could that even happen? And then he found the small piece of jawbone that was still in the drawer he had forgotten about that was so radioactive that, that it, it ruined, ruined x-ray mm-hmm. findings, which is crazy to me. Grace gathers some of the other ghost girls to fight the man. She she's she said, quote, it is not for myself. I care. I am thinking more of the hundreds of girls to whom this may serve as an example. She's on the hunt for a lawyer. Most don't believe her. Others are just straight up scared of the radium companies because they're so big and powerful at this point that they're intimidated by them. Plus, they're working against a two year like limit limit of what is it two year statue of limitations uh-huh. yeah statue limitations being they have two years to get this case up off the ground and running otherwise it's basically null and void right the problem is most of the girls don't start showing signs until five years in Dang. so a lot of the women who are working with grace are either now too sick or dead to testify or show proof. The other girls who are still working there still have a few more years to go before they get sick and die. So they're kind of at a a bit of a standstill. But Grace is from a pro-union family and she is not backing down. 1927, Raymond Berry takes the case. Grace and four of her colleagues become the poster girls for the radium fight. These are the girls Grace and her four colleagues are the actual air quote radium girls. When we use that term, that's what the like newspapers coined them back Mm -hmm. then. Yep. And there are four girls as part of the case in my movie. Perfect. The problem is the women only have a few months to live at this point. The radium company is dragging out the case and pretty much strong arms the women, forces them to settle out of court so they can at least get something for their fucking troubles, Mm -hmm. for them dying. So they settle out of court. But what it does do is make radium poisoning front page news. So now it gets all the other factories and all the other women riled up. Yep. Right. Radium clock factories across the U.S. start having heated board meetings that almost become riots. Companies deny, deny, deny. They even interfere with autopsies, even stealing bones of radium girls so they can't prove the link between the radium and the women dying. Crazy. Women are now suffering from sarcomas, which are cancerous bone tumors. In 1938, a woman named Catherine Donohue, which is the protagonist of my book that I'm reading. Okay. Has worked in Illinois for a radium watch factory for a good handful of years, for many years. She now has a grapefruit-sized tumor on her hip. She's lost most of her teeth. She continuously picks out pieces of her own jaw from her mouth. And she has the constant seeping pus from her ulcers in her mouth. And she's at this point watched a bunch of her friends die. This is the middle of the Depression era now, right? So Catherine 
gathers as many radium girls as she can, just like Grace did, to fight back. And they are shunned by their community when they decide to sue the company. The case finally goes to court as Catherine is on her deathbed. The case makes it to court. She ignores her doctor's advice and gives evidence from her deathbed. This leads to them winning the case and it leads to justice for radium girls and wow. workers everywhere. Did I did I uh, write down what they want in court? No. Nope. Maybe your movie will tell us. But I know that it leads to the following. It's one of the first cases in which employers are held responsible for the health and welfare of their employees. It leads to life-saving regulations in the workplace and to the start of OSHA, which is now the national standard, right, is OSHA. Before OSHA was found, 14,000 people died a year in the workplace. After OSHA, it evened out to about 4,500 people a year in the workplace, which is pretty impressive when you think of the different jobs there are, like construction. It's crazy. Mm -hmm. I don't even know, like, but I would assume, like, police and, like, first responders. Is that part of it? I would know. That's their workplace. Yeah, I don't know. I don't know either, but I know that the death toll went down significantly. It led to workers' compensation, to the creation of radiation safety standards. And as of Labor Day 2011, a life-size bronze statue of a woman holding flowers in one hand and paintbrushes in the other was dedicated to the ghost girls at the old radium clock factory location in Ottawa, Illinois, which is where Catherine was from and where she worked. It was attended by two surviving radium girls and even though they're two of the last surviving radium girls, at least in Illinois, their friends will glow on forever because radium has a life of about 1600 years. So all of their friends and all of their coworkers' skeletons are still glowing in their graves to this day. Yep. And that's the radium girls, guys. Damn, bitch. Woo! You need some wine? Please and thank you. All right, Beast. What do you think of the real life Radium Girls? I love it. I'm really glad that you gave me a little bit of insight because I start fairly deep. Like, I'd say probably somewhere like mid 20s. Mm-hmm. So it was nice how you described, like, the need for the radium on the clocks and all that world war one like the why are we doing mm-hmm. this exactly wait before you start can you ice me i wind you you ice me oh my goodness look at this teamwork it's a dream team okay 2018's the radium girls no nope, just, radium, just girls? radium girls radium girls no no waste of the the <laughs> So as I said, we are set in the 1920s, and the only way I can think to describe this moment is like a circus, a circus type of vibe, okay, like a fair type of vibe, because you got this really obnoxious guy yelling, step right up and get your hands on a bottle of radioactive water, you know, like that kind of thing. Yeah. And it's being advertised as the miracle elixir, good for whatever ails you. And we see newspaper clippings with the titles like Radium, Restoring Health to Thousands. Doctors saying it can cure anything from arthritis to cancer. 
and the key to helping women stay young and beautiful. And that's all we've ever wanted. Right, guys? Yeah, I don't know about the beautiful part, but it helped them stay young by killing them so fucking Mm -hmm. early that they never got the chance to be old. We're in Orange, New Jersey, when we see a factory of female workers and our girl, Joey King, from episode, well, 29, our Easter egg episode. Oh, yeah. Because it's actually 39. But our Mother's Day episode, right? Mm-hmm. And then also our Mother's Day episode, which is 40. Oh, that's right, because it was Slender Man first. Correct. Mm-hmm. So Slender Man, Mother's, Mother's Day, Day, and then 45 for our anniversary. <laughs> she's starting to put up monk numbers at this for point. For real, though. <laughs> she's our boo. All right. And she is playing the part of Bessie. And she is kind of being introduced to, like, the newest co-worker for the factory and the lady, I think her name's like Mrs. Buttkiss. <laughs> Not even fucking kidding. That's funny. Mm-hmm. She's given the girl the dip and stick thing, right? The lick, the dip, and the paint. Yep. And Bessie is like, hey, psst. so look, I know that it's not as fast, but I don't like the taste that the paint gives me. So she's like, I pinch it with my fingers yeah, instead of licking it. And the girl's like, hmm. But the girl also notices that Bessie's older sister, Josephine, who I will refer to as Joe, works at the factory. And she's the number one worker. She's fucking busting that shit out. Yeah. She's getting paid bank. She's getting all these awards. And she definitely does the lick method. So... And this is from my historical fiction, so I don't know about, I mean, it sounds pretty accurate, to be honest, but once the radium poisoning rumors started, they did try to get the girls to switch to these, like, glass pens, Mm -hmm. but they weren't as efficient. In fact, they straight up sucked. They hated them, and the girls got paid per clock that they did, per per watch face, Mm -hmm. per dial. There you go. And so because it was less efficient, they weren't getting paid as much. So pretty much unanimously, they were like, fuck that. Give us back our brushes. We're lipping, dicking and whatever. Exactly. Lipping, dipping and sticking. Because the more dials, the more bank. Mm -hmm. That's right. So I would absolutely describe Joe as a badass big sister. Hey. Hey. And then cheers. (laughs) Because their eldest sister, Mary, who had also worked at the factory, died three years prior, leaving Joe basically responsible for the household, which includes younger sister, Bessie, and their crazy ass shoplifting grandfather. Amazing. He is amazing. Yes. I'm so in love with the grandfather. Yes, King. This is what we need. I cannot wait to be a crazy old person shoplifting. It's going to be so Girl, much fun. don't even get me started. <laughs> I cannot wait. So one day, Bessie wakes up to see that Joe is not in her bed. She goes to find Joe sitting in the bath, some of her teeth sitting alongside the tub. Well, that's not alarming. With the blood dribbling down her chin. And Bessie's like, bro, you got to go see a doctor. <laughs> <laughs> but Joe insists that she's just very tired. 
and asks Bessie to cover for her at work since she'll obviously be in late if she can make it in at all. Oh, God. Could you imagine how sick you would feel? Uh Uh-uh. At work, we see (laughs) Bessie ask a man in charge, Mr. Leach, um, to have the company doctor sent out to check on her sister. He agrees, but she's also informed that her pay will be docked because her work's been too sloppy. Ew, what? The doctor shows up smoking a cigarette, which I saw, um, classic. Hilarious. Right, fucking classic. Joe describes her symptoms as dizzy- dizziness, body aches. Her teeth are obviously falling out. A visible rash on her very swollen face. And when he swabs the inside of her mouth, it comes out covered in blood as she's <laughs> wincing in pain. He dismisses everything and tells her that she's perfectly healthy. And if anything, she should be practicing better hygiene. Bitch. If she didn't want to get sick. Bitch. That night, Bessie's getting ready to go to a party where she'll be meeting this boy that she likes. And um, she's offering instead to stay home with Joe, knowing how ill her sister is. But Joe insists that she go and have fun. And at the party, Bessie is very much out of her comfort zone. She's like a simple, sweet, young, naive girl. And the people at this party are more like activists. Because Mm -hmm. during this time in the 20s, we also have a lot of shit going on as far as like police brutality. And women have just gotten their right to vote. Um and so they're like being encouraged to speak up more and so women are becoming more active blah 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 whatever anyways she mentions to this guy that she's seeing about her sister's sickness and when he hears about it he gives her this like unknown doctor's address like she's known to help factory workers in need these type of situations but it's like on the DL So we see the two sisters visit the woman by the name of Dr. Wiley. And she informs them that she studies industrial toxins and their effects and the use of the legal system to help protect workers from their exposure. Okay. They've been collecting lots of information from different dial painters and they strongly believe that radium is causing the illnesses. I got to be honest. I didn't know there were female doctors back then. That yeah. that part's blowing my mind a little bit. Mm-hmm. I knew that there was like midwives. Obviously, there were scientists because Marie. I was just going to say, yeah. Mm-hmm. But I didn't know that there were actual like doctor, doc- like physicians. Right. All right. Well, you learn something new every day. Um. Bessie is like, hold up, whack job. Eh. Like, everyone knows radium's good for you. Yeah. Like, Joe, however, is interested to hear more, you know, considering she's falling apart. (laughs) And even discloses about their sister's cause of death being syphilis, which Wiley says is typical. Because in these cases, not only does it shame the women into like staying quiet right they don't want to just let people know that yep. they've been diagnosed with syphilis um <clears throat> it's also just like an easy cover-up 
for these doctors and the companies and everyone that's being paid off. And so Wiley offers or scares them off when she asks if they would be willing to let her exhume their sister's body for experimentation to assist in the research. And so um, Bessie at this point was like, what does exhume mean? And once she Joe explains it to her, she's like, dude, we're fucking out. Like they want to dig yeah. up our sister. It's a lot, especially back then. Everyone was super religious. Mm-hmm. It's a big ask. And so I'm not sure how much time had actually gone by, but eventually this Dr. Douchebag does come back with his results from, you know, his very official exam coming to the house initially. And he has declared that um, Joe does also have syphilis, even though Joe is a virgin. Right. And so it's a little sus. And the sisters are like, well, maybe we should take into consideration what that other doctor was telling us. Yeah. Like this guy clearly is a whack job. Like let's give this other doctor a chance. They decide to go through older sister Mary's things, find a journal, find out she was having a love affair with this leash guy or the leech guy, the, the, the guy in the company, the, yeah, the, the main factory. guy uh-huh. at the factory. Yeah. That no one knew about. And he gave her syphilis. God damn it. <laughs> Just kidding. Uh, and um, he even warned her not to lick the brush because he knew that the radium was dangerous and didn't want to put her at risk, but wasn't going to tell anybody else that. The two sisters decide to allow the body of Mary to be exhumed, knowing that she herself would have wanted to help. So boom, Mary also. Badass big sister. Badass big sister from the grave. Thanks, mm-hmm. Mary. Um, after examining the body, they determine her cause of death w- was not syphilis. <laughs> and it was instead radium poisoning. Were like, her bones glowing? Did they off talk about the charts. It? Off the charts. Incredible. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, when they do a real exam on Joe, they discover her jaw is so badly infected from licking the paint that they need to go in and remove most of the bones and will likely within the next two years deteriorate so much of her body that she'll be dead. There are three things I'm a big baby about. Teeth, eyeballs, and fingernails. It's a, uh-huh, I, it's bad. The teeth thing, I have a really fucking hard time it's with. It's real hard. And I was reading my book and they were describing the teeth falling out and the ulcers and whatever. The jaw bones disintegrating. And I was literally, because what's my favorite thing to do? You guys hear me do it every episode. I crunch ice. That's my thing. Yes, I'm borderline anemic. Don't worry about it. Mind your business. But the reason I bring that up is because anemic people crunch ice. Did you know that? I did not. I yes. didn't know. So I just realized I probably have to explain right. that. Right. I'm like, People right. who are anemic or, or are close to anemia, they, for some reason, we have a weird craving to eat ice. Okay. Whatever. The point is, is I was sitting there crunching my ice, reading that book, and I'm like, mm, my teeth hurt. I can't do this. I feel like I'm breaking my teeth off. <laughs> it was a rough one. I can't. It's so hard. It's awful. It's really, really awful what these people went through. Okay. So, like I mentioned, because of Bessie's sloppy work, she basically saved her own fucking ass. Right? Yes. Fall 1926. 
Um, like I said, people are protesting in the streets. Shit's mayhem. And it's because of this movement that Bessie's starting to wake up. Not only is it like this guy she's hanging out with, parties she's going to, she's seeing people standing up and trying to fight for like the truth. And she's like, what if they knew the truth about radium? She goes to the factory to quit and tells all the women to put down their brushes informing them about Mary's death, what's happening to her sister Joe, but no one believes her or is willing to lose their job, which they need to support their own fucking families. And yeah. she's escorted off the grounds for trespassing. Could you imagine if you worked in a vitamin factory and vitamins are the best thing you can take for your health, right? right? And someone tells you and you're making poison. three times the amount of money you'd be making doing anything else. And some rando girl comes in and starts screaming about how poisonous and bad vitamins are. Meanwhile, you don't feel bad at all. No. You feel fine. You feel great. Hell, you take the vitamins every day because vitamins are so healthy for you. You get them for free from work. I know. Could you imagine? No. You'd be like, all right, Looney Tunes. Seriously. Like, okay, lose your job. Like, that's just more dials for me to paint. Less competition having your sister not be here. Hold on. Pause for a child. What? Yes. What else would we be doing in here? <laughs> Talking. Just ignoring you. Think you think we talk to each other? Right. No, just, just on the podcast. Not hanging out with you. <laughs> okay. Bessie starts going around the factory during the girls' break time and like when they get off at night and whatever. Just anything she can to convince them to just leave. The truth about... American Radium, the place that they're working for. And the company starts sending two men to follow her, even go off to their house and pay them or offer to pay them each $300 to keep their mouth shut. Which back then was a lot of money, right? Huge. Huge money. Huge money. They're getting paid like a penny a dial and they're like we are rolling in it no literally a penny a dial three hundred dollars i'm gonna while you talk i'm gonna look up three hundred dollars in the 1920s and see what it is so joe is willing to sign because at this point neither of them has a job and they're supporting their crazy ass grandpa they need this right they need this to survive but bessie won't let her she's like absolutely not they're given one week to decide if they're going to send, like, basically sign, like, an NDA. By the way, it's not that much. In today's money, it's, like, 4000 and some change. Oh, wow. Which I get is good money. I'm not going to turn my nose down at 4000 but it's, like, it's not life-changing money. It's just, like, goddamn but, alpha dog. But 4000 then? No, I, it was 300 then. It's 4000 now. No, yeah, I guess. Okay. Mm-hmm. My point is, you know... They could have offered him more money. Absolutely. So with Wiley's help, the girls work on finding legal representation to back them. And no one is going to bite. No one wants to get involved. They're like American radium. Nope. We're out. We don't want to fucking touch it. Finally, fall of 1927. What did you say your guy's name was? Like Richard Berry? I think so. Mine is Henry Berry. Oh, yes. (laughs) Some names have been changed. (laughs) signs up to represent him i love him though i don't recognize anybody else in the movie but i really do like this guy 
Um, he just passed the bar. He's super eager at the opportunity to assist the girls, assures them that as a father of three daughters, he is honored to be a part of their fight. Aww, He's the sweetest. Love it. American Radium isn't going to just lie there. And so they start spreading rumors around town. Um, and they employ the two men like I said, to follow them, but like they try to run Bessie over with a car one day when she's walking home. All right. All right. Anything to scare them into staying quiet. It's New Year's Eve and the sisters just want to celebrate making it through the year alive. Yeah, literally. Mm -hmm. Literally. Absolutely. So they go to a party, which is quickly broken up because, shocker, they're being followed. So police are already there. They know exactly who the two girls are. And most everybody gets out. But Bessie and one other girl get taken in. For what? Exactly. Exactly. Wait, was there alcohol at the party? No. Because we are in the middle of prohibition. It, right. Mm-hmm. I don't think so. Okay. So they just got broke they just got brought and in. For having a party. And because they're the ones that they're after. Exactly. They're the, the whistleblowers. Mm-hmm. So while in jail, Bessie is forced to listen to her own thoughts and also um this other like activist girl that's there with her. And she's trying to figure out like is there anyone that Bessie or Joe knows on the inside that might be willing to help them thinking of someone who has nothing to lose at this point right let's let that linger it's not going to be Mr. Leach right let's let that marinate okay so Mrs. Buttkiss (laughs) the next day the charges are dropped and both of the women are allowed to go free on the first day of like the trial, Joe goes to the bathroom to get ready when a chunk of her jaw. God damn it. Yep. Come. God damn it. I know. It. I know. So How upsetting. <laughs> so and it gets all over her like nice clothes for court. Like she's like, I'm a fucking mess. I can't do this. The grandfather demands she not go to court. She needs to go to the hospital instead. So Bessie's like in the shitty position. Do I go to the hospital with my sister or do I go to court? And Joe's like, absolutely, you go to fucking court. Right. My jaw's going to fall apart regardless. Mm-hmm. Uh, so. As Joe is at the doctor's, like, having her jaw fucking removed. <laughs> God damn it. <laughs> we see the trial begin. That's when finally Bessie realizes that the only hope that they're going to have is to get someone on the inside to whistle blow. Mm-hmm. And so she does. She goes to Mr. Leach. I knew it. You did. Uh-huh. Because he loved Mary. Exactly. But by the time she figures this out, he too is dying 
of radium poisoning. Oh, shit. And he's bedridden in the hospital. Oh, shit. And he knew not to touch it. He confesses about everything. He invented the paint. He used it. They studied it. They knew the effects were harmful. Um, He warns Bessie to give up. Like, you're not going to be able to win this fight. It's just, it's not even worth it. But Bessie's not having it. And she's like, look, we've got the support behind us. Like, we'll back you up if you'll just come to our defense. You know you need to do this for Mary, right? Uh And kind of just lets that settle. Uh And she leaves. And she's just like, all right. But she does use his confession in the hospital. And she drops some bombs in court the next day. News goes off like fucking crazy, right? And um, the Radium Girls gain this whole following of supporters from around the world. And even the discoverer, like you mentioned, Marie Curry, Curie. Curie. I know. I know. We always want to say Curry. I know. Coming to their defense, noting that once the radium has entered the human body, it can never be removed. Lovely. She herself later dying of causes related to years of radium exposure. Yeah, not just radium, but I mean, that's what made Marie, Marie Curie famous was working with like radioactive so shit in cre- general. Exactly. Can you, when you finish, remind me to go back to Mr. Leach? Mr. Leach. Okay. Okay, go ahead. Oh, God. I know. <laughs> All right. So we also have a lot of haters because ultimately if the factory is shut down, a lot of people are going to lose their jobs and this is going to fuck up a lot of families. So in court, we do see Mr. Leach appear to testify and one would assume that it would be in the girl's favor after everything he's revealed to Bessie in the hospital. It looks as if American Radian has got to him as well. Oh shit. Because he does not support the claims that they're making. You motherfucker. He makes a fucking U-turn, says that he only ever thought of the brush licking as unsanitary, never life-threatening, and takes a dig at Mary, even bringing up her syphilis. Bitch. Oh, yeah. If you don't. Mm-hmm. Fucking dirty. Piece of shit, motherfucker. Well, never mind. I thought my I thought Mr. Leach was the same as this real life guy I was going to tell you about, but I do not think they're the same person now. Yeah, because he's a douchebag. Well, this guy's a douchebag too, but he didn't do this. So you can imagine how devastating this is for our Bessie and the other girls, and we feel as if all hope is lost. But Mr. Barry has one last trick up his sleeve. And he calls up Dr. Catherine Drinker of Harvard University to the stand. These names are something else. Dr. Drinker was in charge of the team American Radium had employed to study the effects of their paint. Mm -hmm. She confirms that of the 22 participants studied, all had radium poisoning. And she had recommended they put safety precautions in place. But she said her findings were dismissed as tentative by American Radium and maintained that there was nothing harmful with their product. So when questioned why she never spoke out publicly about this before or even tried to publish her findings, she informs the court that it was because American Radium 
had threatened to sue her if she released the information, which would have cut off all support to the university that employed her and gave her the funds for her studies. Okay. So So why speak out now? Why is she so brave now? Butt kiss. Uh oh, here we go. Yep, it was. I knew butt kiss was gonna come back. It was fucking butt kiss. Butt kiss finally got to her, and she was like, "Look, I need you to know this is what's going on behind the scenes." Oh shit! And she was like, "That's it. Just after all this time." Um. Not to mention, like after seeing these women come forth into court in their battle. She's right. like, how could I be silenced any Just longer? Just be brave. Yep. Not knowing how to respond, the team defending American Radium decides to play it dirty and requests an 18-week recess uh-huh. because they claim their witness who can debunk this shit is traveling abroad and they'll need that time. And it's the 1920s and it takes three years to get anywhere. And fucking 18 weeks when these women are dying. Oh, I know. They're being assholes. Oh, they're my trying God. trying to make the court case go longer, just like in my in the real life story. So Wiley cuts a deal with a federal judge who manages to make arrangements, arrangements for the factory in New Jersey to be shut down. The employees receiving $10,000, all medical expenses paid. Which sounds great, right? That's that's a lot better than the 300 the two girls were offered earlier to shut up. True. But Bessie reminds them, like, we're not fighting just for us. Like, we're fighting for all the dial painters everywhere. We're fighting for the truth about radium and how dangerous it is. But Bessie is reminded about the monster she's up against everyone's urging her to help herself and her family because ultimately in the end this is the best they're going to do and so while it feels like the end for bessie and her sister joe the movie makes it seem as though it was really the beginning of change right like you said impacting labor laws in the united states changes in workers compensation the creation of the radiation safety standards But notes at the end of the movie remind us just how long it took to get those changes, right? The effects um, written across the screen that the radium paint continued to be used on luminous clock dials until the fucking 70s. Yep. That's crazy. I didn't go into it because I didn't write it down, so I didn't want to fuck it up. But Ottawa, Illinois... They were Catherine's from. They had closed down their quote unquote radium watch factory and started the like luminous blah, 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 bloobity blah, where they were basically doing the same thing, probably with like some set of like, you know, worker safety standards. Yeah. But they were still doing their shit. All right. Um, the federal judge who helped arrange the settlement and encouraged the girls to take the deal. Was a stockholder in American Radio. Oh, exciting. Today, if you place a Geiger counter. What's a Geiger counter? No idea. But I'm going to assume it measures radiation. There you go. It is used to detect levels of radium. 
Um, if you put the Geiger counter over the grave of a radium girl, it will click for more than a thousand years. And clicks, like the more clicks equals the more radium present. Crazy. Mm-hmm. This movie made me real mad. <laughs> oh, just in general? Yeah. You know I try to stay blind to a lot of things. Because I don't want to get, like, involved in the feelings and the emotions. And <laughs> right. You like to be cut off so that way. Like, I don't read the news. Or if I do, I read, like, the trashiest news possible. Just right. so I can avoid yep. actual stuff. Yeah. Avoidance. It's key. <sighs> so, watching this and all the strong emotions and everything that it brought out in me. Just like how angry I was. Because like I said, it literally, we're like 90 plus years forward in time. And here they are in the movie talking about the police brutality and the fucking government corruption and the fucking pharmaceutical manipulation. And, and you're like, God the- damn it, how much has really changed? No, for real, though. And like women in the workplace and just the black life movement and just all of it all of it it just made me feel all the feels and get so angry and so thanks a lot you're welcome fuck you just another day in trying to get you over to the the side of us i guess bleeding right? heart yeah. snowflake liberals just, and all of our feelings just force me to adult and, and feel things grow and... up and yeah learn Ah, world war one i Ah. i was i was shaming myself after watching this movie like if anyone ever asked me like anything about a a war its purpose its name when it happened why it happened where it happened no idea that's why i had a kid have the opportunity to learn this shit all over again Oh, and I'll do better this time. I promise. Yeah. She'll probably learn better this time because mm-hmm. hopefully they won't do such a shitty job of teaching history when yeah. she's growing up. We'll see. I promise. I'll do my best. Fantastic. So how many knives do you give it? How many um, like radiation poisoning signs? You I know, fucking loved quick? it. Okay. I thought the acting was great for an old timey movie. It wasn't slow. It wasn't out of date. It wasn't out of touch. It was made really well. It didn't go back and forth in time. I'm going to give it a solid fucking four. Wow. Like maybe a four four. plus. Yeah. Four plus. Four plus. Like I really even considered giving it a five. Like it's, it's, it was a great. in strong. I'll Mm -hmm. have to watch it. Mm -hmm. Um, I, it's not long. Like it's just, (laughs) it's just right. It hits just right. Yeah. And I can tell from what you were saying that these people were based on real people. They just changed the names. Yes, and I did. I'm So the other two girls involved in the case, I chose to leave out their names just because I wasn't sure. Mm-hmm. Right? So I believe one was Dottie, and she was fucked up. Like, she was the one, like... She was like the Molly. Yeah, in a wheelchair. Like, she could not barely do anything. And then there was another one, I think, Paula... Um, she said like her knees gave out when she was holding her son one day. Oh my god! Right, just Horrific. Uh, could you imagine? No, and she's I can't. like my house is on two fucking mortgages right now. I have four children trying to support my family, like, and I'm dying. So crazy. Mm-hmm. I literally cannot imagine what they went through. It is 
horrific. Um, oh, shit, I was going to say about the radium girls. Oh, I was telling the girl who works at the front desk, our receptionist, about it today because she's like, what's this week's episode on? And I was giving her a quick rundown of the radium girls. And she's like, because she's 22. So she's like, ah, whoa, that's crazy. It's like, bitch, imagine you dying right now. Right. After having the three kids. Right. (laughs) Um, So I was telling her about it. And then I was showing her pictures of the real life radium girls. There's There's a picture of a girl without her jaw, which is horrific no and there's pictures of Catherine on her deathbed giving her evidence and um the pictures of the real life grace and all these people that we just talked about but then a picture from the movie showed up and it was joey king and one of the other girls and they had painted their faces (coughs) with the radium paint Uh and they were glowing in the dark and i showed her that picture and i said when i tell you that my best friend would be the First in line for this to shit. Do all this. Oh my god! Yeah. How quickly you would want to paint your face with this garbage. Like I said, if I had thought about it, like had the time to really put it together, I would have painted my face. That was my look of the week idea: was to get glow in the dark face paint. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But where do you even find it nowadays? I'm sure you can find it on Amazon. It has to be online. Everything's on Amazon. Um, all right. Well, besides that, I do want to point out in the movie something I think you'll appreciate. They were very much into like ancient, like hieroglyphic and like mythology type stuff. Yeah. The two sisters, they would have, they had a book of the dead. Oh, that's cool. Yeah. And so they would talk about that. And Bessie had like dreams of going to Hollywood and being an actress. And... Can you pass me a truly, please? I suppose. Since you've been lacking on your truly duties. So I don't know if th- I don't know if this was supposed to be the real life Mr. Leach. It, it sounds like they maybe took parts of this real life person. And I don't know his name, but he was one of the founding scientists behind the radium movement. He is the one who invented the radium paint. Oh, okay. He already has a crime against humanity under his belt, which was he was working with some radioactive material that gave off a radioactive waste. And this waste, they had tons of it, and it felt like sand. And they're like, well, what the fuck do we do with all this radioactive waste? Like, it's hella dangerous. It's hella poisonous. We can't just dump it anywhere. So he decided the best thing to do was to sell it to local elementary schools for their playground. And then kids started fucking dying. Mm. So he's a scumbag. But when it led to the radium girls and the radium paint poisoning, he understands that he was a piece of shit. And he was one of the guys working with the girls and the lawyers to take the the factories to task of like, no, this shit's poisonous. Stop fucking using it. Then I'd actually say it probably is. I feel like they took like the middle road with him. Right. And then they decided to switch him at the yeah. end. Yeah. I think they don't want to get into a child murderer. And so right. and so they did make him out to be an asshole. Like how much more of an evil villain move is there? That's like oh, no. the most evil That's villain move. That's the most disgusting, evil, and vile Ted Bundy, right? Fuck you, Ted Bundy. He's more evil than you. That is horrific. Right. It's awful. 
so there we go. I'll finish the book because I am invested now that I know that Catherine is a real person. I will give a book review next week. I just learned that I can listen. Grandma just <laughs> entered the 21st century and I just learned that you can read Kindle books on your phone. Oh, which yeah. I didn't know. How do you think I do anything at work? I don't know. All I know is I always have to wait for my Kindle to charge, but I have a Kindle Fire, but it's a thousand years old. I got it when my son was born. Yeah. So it's like it charges and then it doesn't hold the charge for very long. So anyways, I can read them on my phone now. Yeah. So I'll probably, uh, hopefully that'll help out in the future. But yes, I will finish my Radium Girls book and give you guys a review next week. Other than that, this was a pretty short and sweet episode this week, B. Um, let's talk about my look of the week. Yep. Always. Which I've only got part of. I feel like you've had to do so many 1920s looks of the weeks. This is the first one I tried to do hair for. That's true. I did my best. Done, um, what was it? Chicken Ranch from Hell or Chicken... What, did uh-huh. I, what was the name of that episode? Yeah, Chicken Ranch from Hell. But it was the Chicken Coop Murders mm-hmm. and the Changeling case. Yep. And then we've had a couple other 1920s. There was Bonnie and Clyde, which might be like the 30s. Where I did both Bonnie and Clyde. <laughs> That's right. Mm-hmm. And I'm sure there's some other ones. I'm sure Ed Gain was in there somewhere. Mm-hmm. Wasn't he in the 20s? So I'm... Oh, who knows? <laughs> all right. I'm just trying to think of all of our old 1920s episodes. Yeah. It feels like we keep going back to the goddamn 20s. Well, they needed to calm down. <laughs> they were a fucking mess. They were mess. wiling out. And again... I'll point out, here we are, almost a hundred years later, not much fucking better. So what's that say about I guess some us? things are better. Some things. But I said not much. Not everything. Mm-hmm. All right. So you look at the week. You did the hair. I'm very proud of your hair. I keep looking at it. I'm very proud of your hair. You did a good job. It's not bad. Remember, it's not bad at all. I have, I'm not a hair person. At all. I yeah. don't do my hair for work. I am not a hair person at all. So I did my best. I only did it on half of my hair. That's all you need. Exactly. All you need. Because my look is from like the side of a factory worker. I brought my trench coat because it looks more like one of their factory coats. Yep. I looked all week. My office, <laughs> my house, my garage, oh, everywhere, four o'clock. Yeah. Where did I get my clock, babe? My husband. Your fucking husband. Came out of the garage with a came weird antique clock. The best clock. Yeah. The best. It even fucking. looks like an old timey clock. It's probably his grandma's. So while my husband comes in clutch on the clothes. Yep. Yours is there for the props. Every Always. time. Bibles every and crosses and, and guns and guns <laughs> and you name it. He's got it, baby. He's my props. So I love that so much for us. It says so much about our relationship. Even the dolly for uh, <laughs> Silence of the Lambs mm-hmm. episode. Um, speaking of Silence of the Lambs, I've worn my earrings twice this week. Did anyone notice? No, God of course. I know. I hate people. People are the worst. But I notice I fucking love them. Yeah, they're so cute. I love them so much. Anytime I wear something like florally or something with butterflies, obviously, I'm going to wear them. I love them. I wear them anytime my hair is pulled all the way back for work. I know. I really wanted to try to sneak it into this episode, but I covered the ear. So yeah, no, I wear them anytime my hair is pulled back. I have yet to wear 
my Jason earrings, except for when you came in to get your hair done. But I just realized we have a Friday the 13th coming up. We do. So mm-hmm. I'm going to I'm going to save them and then wear those for Friday. I might only wear those on Friday the 13th just as an homage. Yeah. As like a thing to do. Yeah. I got my bracelet on, though. I know. I take mine. I wore mine to work a couple days. And then so I always have this rubber bracelet that mm-hmm. tells paramedics I'm a type one diabetic. So, you know, that's probably why I'm passed out on the ground would be the theory. That'd be nice. But it's like a rubber bracelet, like the, what was that? Uh, Live Strong bracelets from yeah. same thing. Anywho, that's what I put my um, clips on when I'm highlighting or I'm cutting hair. I mm-hmm. put my hair clips on there yeah. on that little rubber bracelet. So I was wearing my fuck you bracelet to work too. And I realized I kept putting my clips in there. And then when I washed hair, it would like come down and like get in there and i was scared i was gonna fucking ruin the bracelet you are i don't want to like you're gonna break it yeah Mm -hmm. so i almost want to so these fucking trendy girls have their phone jewelry yeah i almost want to get like a little clip or something so i can have it connected to like my phone or like a keychain or something right because i do i want to have it all the time but i can't have it like just at work right (laughs) And I can have it at work, but I'll but break it. But you're going to break it. Exactly. Well, we'll figure it out. Mm-hmm. Keep you guys updated. So to see pictures of Bees Look of the Week, we're THC Podcast on Instagram. Before you sign us off, yeah, I just, I want to warn people, we have a lot of really good reality TV coming up. Love is Blind is starting. You guys. You guys. You have guys. we ever talked about it on this no, podcast? No, you guys. Okay, you so guys. The, the reason we did the podcast is because we ran out of R- Love is Blind. <laughs> That's right. We Love is Blind was our was my favorite show. I got be hooked on it. It's on Netflix. If you have not watched it, go watch season one. They're going to have a reunion right right now. Now. Right now. I promise you right it's now. Fucking great. This is what started Married at First Sight, meaning Mar- there's only one season of Love is Blind. Married at First Sight's been on forever. But I was so hooked on Love is Blind that when it ended, I didn't know what to do with myself. To get through our withdrawal. I tried 90 Day Fiance. No. It didn't work. So then I found Married at First Sight and that worked well enough. And there were so many seasons that it got us through, through COVID to the new episode of Love is Blind. Yeah, because they're about to have a reunion for like basically like two years after cannot wait and then they're gonna bump off the new season and not only that netflix also has that fucking beast dating show i was telling you about like (sighs) feisty beastie i don't fucking know where they do the full prosthetics oh and then they go on a blind date yeah so the guy's like hey i i really i like your horns and she's like, yeah, I really like the color of your gills. I don't remember gills. you telling me about this at all. To be fair, it could have been Ben. I could have been telling it to Ben. Okay. So they're, what you're saying is they put on like um, full, like movie makeup. Full, like, no, full prosthetics. But like like they're fantasy creatures. Yes. Like Lord of the Rings. Yes. Dungeons so, so and these Dragons. So these are not furries. These are not people that furry up and like do furry things. These are normal people going on dates, but just totally decked out in special effects. What would your go-to first date special effects makeup be? Be? I don't know that you get to choose. Like they're really fucking weird. But if I got to choose, if you get to choose, well, I mean, I, I, my favorite animal is a jellyfish. 
Well, okay, I, think, <laughs> I think it has to be like a fantasy character, okay. though, B. I don't think you're allowed to just be a fucking jellyfish. How would that even work? I'm, I'm picturing like things coming off my face, like my hair being like tunnel, like the, the stingy thing. I'm picturing thing. your whole head being under the umbrella of like the gummy jellyfish structure yeah and then tentacles going from that to the ground you're what five foot nine no but it has it doesn't have to go to the ground i think they're like in i'm telling you what i'm picturing for a jellyfish okay how tall are you five nine and a half i'm picturing a five foot nine jellyfish walking up to the table for dinner yeah hank i know you'd like that wouldn't you (laughs) i see that side eye um Okay, well, that's a, you know, it's a look. It's a thing. I just, I can't wait to watch it. It sounds like a hot mess and I can't wait. I think it's so great. And I think because I got Sling that I have access to Married at First Sight Australia. Oh. And Australians are the shit. I so. hear that it's way better. Ben says it's better. They're and Australian. What's not better? He says it's the first gay couples in Love is Blind Australia, and, which we support and stand. And all I ever want to do is listen to them. So Yep, absolutely. Yeah. Oh, we have so much to look forward to. Absolutely. I picture your fantasy costume being like a statuesque elf. An elf? I don't know. Like a Lord I'm, of the Rings elf. No, I'm not an elf. No, I know. Not personality wise, but I'm talking no. about looks wise. Mm-mm. Lord of the Rings. Yeah. No, I get it. You're tall, I, I look like Orlando Bloom. I do. I do. I look like Orlando Bloom. I get I'm it. I'm obviously a hobbit. This is why our friendship works mm-hmm. so well. It's all right. I accept that. You're the myself. Snooky to my JWoww. Oh, great. Thanks. Fantastic. I love Snooky. I love Snooky She's too. She's thriving. She is now for sure. Yeah. But you are. You're the Snooky to my JWoww. Thriving and striving. You're... All right. So there's some good trash reality to look forward to. Jersey Shore, obviously, always an option to watch. I still have to finish Married at First Sight. I never finished it. Um, other than that, let us know what you guys are watching. What terrible reality shows are you watching? Let us know. We're always on the hunt for new reality shows. And what do we have signed up for next week? No fucking clue. So I can't wait. No idea. We have next week. And then I think we might have a break. So I might be going out of town. So, Mm. you know, we'll bust out a few of these easy ones and then maybe take a break and then maybe get you guys with a hard hitter when we have (gasps) two weeks to do lots of research. I don't know. Also, episode 50 is coming up. We might have to do something big for 50. I agree. Episode 50 is huge. That's huge. We can't believe we made it past episode three. Hey, you guys. By the way, thanks for 10,000 downloads. 10,000 downloads. That happens. Because downloads are a whole thing besides listens. Right. Yeah. Because I listen to podcasts all the time without downloading them. Right. So that means like you guys like put us on your phone and stuff. Yeah. Which I can't believe. That is, we didn't think we'd get more than four. Who the fuck are you weirdos putting us on your phone? (laughs) Can't believe it. But I do talk to you guys on Instagram. I do see you. You. You are commenting. People loved the whole Captain Stoudemire <laughs> meets Buffalo Bill it was situation. Crazy. Um, if you have any comments, anything you want to leave, let yes. me leave it on Instagram. I will talk back to you. I promise. Other than that, tell a friend, tell a family member, rate, like, and subscribe. And other than that, we, we will. will see you next time. Bye.